0: Advent as Sheila reminded the children does mean to come or coming and not only did Christ come the first time but he is going to come back again the title of the sermon this morning is a child is born one thing I can say about the second coming and I say this often and I'll say it again tomorrow but the second coming of Christ is closer than it's ever been that's pretty safe to say because tomorrow it'll be closer than it's ever been So Advent does remind us that He did come the first time and there was waiting and there was anticipation. But it's still true. What if you took that out of your understanding and theology of the Word of God if He wasn't coming back? What if there was no heaven? What would it do to our hope? Um, The Advent wreath has very simple words to it. Hope and love and joy and, and peace. We repeat them many, many churches and denominations. We year after year after year. They're pretty simple words, but I find I need them. Dear God, I need hope. Many of us went to the animated movie, The Star, and uh, is not electronics great. So I hope that thing will come back on. Don't you, Kathy? Pray that it'll come. There you go. Praise God. There it is. Many of us went to see the movie The Star. She had rented out the cinemas and probably 150, 160 people came and some of you were there. Uh, You'll notice in your announcement sheet and all over the church we've got pictures up of the star, but there is a ministry called Outreach and I put in there in the newsletter and I've got it right here, a journeytochristmas.com. You can go on there and different things, but they connect with the movie The Star and they emphasize hope, love joy and peace there's some brochures at the doors you can pick one up so we're going to be using some of the materials some of the videos and so forth to remind us of the advent season but again I just remind you that all of us need hope love and joy and peace but they only come through Jesus Christ and even as the ambulance is going by I timed that perfect somebody's going to need some hope somebody's going to need some love somebody's going to need some help I want to read to you three passages of scripture Make us think about hope. The first one doesn't even have the word hope in it, but listen to it. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Which literally means, most of you know, but it's good to be reminded, and I repeated it over and over in the prayer time. I didn't plan to do that, but it just came out. But just sometimes I need to be reminded, Emmanuel saying it, God's with us, God's with us, I know what you may be going through or dealing with, God's with us, that's hope, Psalms 31 says it this way in verse 24, Psalm 31, 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord, So hope has some powerful benefits. God will strengthen the heart of those who hope in the Lord. And then Romans 15, verses 12 and 13, he quotes from Isaiah, and Paul says, and again Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he that is Jesus who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and in him the Gentiles Gentiles will hope, they shall hope, we're, we're part of the Gentiles. We're not Jewish people. But we're grafted in. And so we, therefore we have hope. So that the Gentiles shall have hope. And then verse 13, now may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is there somebody in your life, somebody in your life around you that just needs to hear a word of hope maybe that'll come from you or perhaps you're that person you're here this morning and and I wish I had hope I've, I've lost all hope Madeline my granddaughter she's right there she gave me permission to tell this story we were going to uh to school one morning I don't generally take her but she and her mom and her grandmother Emmy my wife They pick a word sometimes for the day. So we're driving down 759. We're headed to Atala Elementary. And she says, Papa, pick the word for the day. Well, a few weeks back, I'd share with y'all, I've been praying for 40 days specifically about some things. And and that particular morning in the devotion, the journey and 40-day journey that I was using, talked about hope and renewing our hope. And I had prayed that morning just just fervently in my own self thinking about, God, I, I need you to renew my hope. So when Madeline asked me as we are going down there, Papa, what's the word for the day? I said hope. She said, well, that's kind of a short word. It's okay, but it's not long enough. Let's make it longer. I said, okay, what what do you mean? She said, let's call it hopelicious. I said, all right, that sounds good to me. So I thought about that all day long. We had some hopelicious. So if that will help you remember it, I pray this Christmas season, if you need it, I pray God will give you some hopelicious. I know I needed it that day, and I needed to be reminded of a 10-year-old that we can have hope. Romans 8 says it this way, For we were saved in this hope. He had spent seven chapters, and now toward the end of the 8th chapter, Paul's talking about this hope, this salvation that we have. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Isn't that interesting that not only the psalmist said God can strengthen your heart, all you hope in the Lord, but there's an eagerness about having hope, and there's a time of waiting and perseverance, but if we've got hope, it helps us to hang on. Things that we can't even see. I'm going to do my cousin's funeral this week, and Cousin Tom knew Jesus. You say, I'm going to see him again. I don't know everything about heaven, but I know what Jesus promised us. Therefore, I have hope. Do you have hope this morning? Hope lets us see beyond what we see. There's a story about a man who approached a Little League All-Star game. We were having all-stars, and he didn't have any children or grandchildren in it, but he just loved baseball, so he went to the Little League All-Star game, pulled up beside a little boy that was in the dugout, said, Hey, buddy, what's the score? Little boy said, It's 18 to nothing, and we're behind. man said, Wow, I bet you're discouraged. Little boy said, Why should I be discouraged? We hadn't even gotten up to bats yet. What hope does for us. Sometimes we just need to be reassured we hadn't even got a to batch yet. He's coming back. This is not all there is. We've got hope. It strengthens our hearts. That's what the psalmist said. Those of you who hope in the Lord, our hearts are strengthened. We we wait with perseverance. We hang in there. We keep on keeping on. We ain't bad yet. Some of you know the song, and I didn't choose it this morning because I we usually sing it like on Christmas Eve, but you know the song, O Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. You ever listen to the verses? You know, we get some deep theology if you really look at the song. So here's, here's what it says in the first verse. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and era pining. I'll just tell you, I didn't have a clue what pining meant. I don't use that too often. Hey, how's your pining going, you know? So I looked it up. Some of you may know that word, but long lay the world in sin and era pining. It means to suffer from a broken heart. Long lay the world in sin and broken hearts till he appeared. And the soul felt its worth. That's deep. Till he appeared, and the soul felt its worth. And then it says, A thrill of hope. You remember that line? We just kind of sing over it. A thrill of hope. The weary soul rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night divine. Does Christmas still give you a thrill of hope? I hope that it does. Hebrews 11.1 says it this way. Faith is the assurance. Remember the word assurance. Faith is the assurance of the things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. So faith and hope mingle together. Help us to have a conviction that Christ is coming back, that there is a heaven. Faith and hope mingle together. Give us that. Things hoped for and things not seen. A Parallel between them, but that's really a paradox. Things hoped for and things not seen. And then you try to apply assurance to that, to something that your five senses can't even detect. It's a challenge. But the plus side is that hope through Jesus Christ is available to you no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, or no matter what you feel. Hope is above all of our circumstances. Max Lucado thinks so. I like Max Lucado. This is what he says about hope. Hope is not what you expect. It's what you'd never dream. It's wild. It's improbable tale with a pinch me I'm dreaming ending. Hope is not granted wish or a a favor performed. No, it's far greater than that. It's a zany, unpredictable dependence upon God who loves to surprise us out of our socks and be there in the flesh to see our reaction. That's what's special about Christmas. He became a human. He came to identify with us so he knows what it feels like to stump your toe on the coffee table. And think about that farm word that you're not going to say. Some of y'all didn't get that. He showed up. He's going to show up again. Hope. First Corinthians 13, most of you know that chapter, the Love chapter. Love hopes all things. And then it ends, the last line is now abide. Faith, hope, and love. These three. The greatest of these is love. But but have you ever wondered why faith and hope and love are the greatest virtues? And why the Holy Spirit put them in that order? Faith and hope and love. We don't come to the Lord without faith, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he or she who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that would diligently seek Him. So we come in faith, and we have a hope that there is a God, and then love touches us. You see, you mingle all that together, you got relationship. Do you have a personal relationship with the Son of God? Do you know that He did come, and do you know that He will come again? Faith, hope, and love. Isaiah tells us this. I read it earlier, but be reminded. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. That's where I got the title of the sermon. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. What an interesting line. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When I was studying this and reading that, I'm thinking about when I read that, and the government will be upon his shoulders. All the politics, all the governmental stuff that's going on. Lord God, help us. Can I get amen? And then I realized, and this is just Harvey translating this, the government's on his shoulders. I think I'm going to put my hope in the one who's got the government on his shoulders. My hope is not in the government. I know we got to have them. I know there's po- politics and everything. Always been around, but my hope is not in that. My hope is in Christ. That's what Christmas reminds us about. A child is born. You know of every family, and I've been around a lot of families. All the churches I've been with, and then experienced in my own. But as parents, as grandparents, aunts, and uncles, in-laws, and outlaws. When a child is born, even regardless of the struggles within the family or whatever may be going in their lives, when a, when a child is born, there's almost always a sense of wonder and excitement and hope. I remember when Favor was born that I was holding a while ago. February, he'll be a year old. And I'm sure Tyler and Madeline's family, little Graham, was born a year ago. You know how you're in there in the waiting room, you're so excited, and his grandparents, it's like, You've never known a child to be born again and Blake's parents, uh, Nelson and Shirley Wilkes were real close with them, my son-in-law's mom and dad, they were in there, they were just acting all giddy and silly about that baby. Lana and I, we were just calm, nothing exciting about it. What is it about that? I mean, just, I'm like, you've never seen a little human and, and you're trying to figure out this little lizard and who he looks like and and, and all the fingers and hands, and you're looking at it, you're just so excited and so giddy, and it just gives you some hope. It wouldn't it be just like God to show up as a baby? Who would have thought of that but him? So even its simplicity and yet in all of its power, there's hope. God showed up. You ever hear people say, I don't want to get my hopes up. I've said it; we've all said it, probably. I don't want to get my hopes up, and most time when that's the case, it's because we're afraid of being disappointed. I don't want to get my hopes up because I'm afraid of being disappointed. But listen to what Romans five five says about biblical, godly hope. The Bible declares in Romans five five, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. Maybe the disconnect is that maybe it has something to do with what we're hoping for or in whom we put our hope. Christmas shows up and reminds us in its simplicity over and over and over again. Reminds us and who we hope. I pray this Christmas as we close that God will fill you with hope-alicious. That you'll find some hope maybe when you didn't didn't have it. The Bible says hope doesn't, doesn't disappoint. So Where's your hope and who is your hope in? If you don't have hope, if you don't have Christ, you know you could invite him in your heart today. You could come to the altar and say, oh, I want that. I, I want to have hope. I want a hope that strengthens my heart. I want a hope that doesn't disappoint. It's found in Jesus Christ. So, Focus your hope on Him. I remind you, it's Christmas. A child is born. Let's pray. God, a child was born. A child was given. And it was the Son of God. Because of Him, we have hope. God, I pray for anybody here this morning doesn't have that. They've never experienced that outpouring of the Holy Spirit in their hearts, that hope, strength in their heart. God, I pray you'll give them a freedom to respond to your word. We ask God you to bless as we hear what you have told us. Thank you, God, for reminding us a child is born. In Jesus' name, amen. The altar is open. invite you to come. And if there's any reason or way that you need to come to the altar, I encourage you to come. Uh, You may want to come and intercede and pray for somebody. Our closing hymn is uh, hymn number 196. Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Hymn number 196.